You are now tuned in to Vibin' in the D with Lili. So great to have your ears listening. If you'd like to reach me on social media, you can reach me at V-I-B-I-N-I-N-T-H-E-D on Instagram. And please like the Facebook page, Vibin' in the D with Lili. For advertising, questions, off-topic suggestions, and if you're a local artist that would like your original music featured on this podcast, please email me at vibinginthed at gmail.com. I cannot wait to see who is the next one to be. What's up, what's up, Detroit? We are sitting here with Xavier Jones. He is a film, you're a filmmaker? I am a filmmaker. Filmmaker, uh, an author, a writer, a poet. Yeah. Uh, everything. Yeah, I do a lot. <laughs> so tell me tell me a little bit about what all you do. So right now I'm right now I'm really focused on reading just I since I write books, you got to read books mm-hmm. to 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 get books out. So I'm reading a lot of different things. I'm writing a lot of different things. I'm not really working. Well, I got a little piece of a job, but mm-hmm. it's nothing, nothing really too special. But I'm working on how to work myself outside of a job. So I don't know how to keep working these BS jobs no more. Exactly. So that's my plan. So when you say you got you, you have to read a lot, go more deep into that. Okay, so I started I started writing screenplays. So okay. before I even wrote my first book, I was I was writing screenplays, and I told myself at the time I was a like a sophomore or junior in college. So mm-hmm. this was like twenty thirteen, and I told myself like the best book, no, the best movies that are coming out are based off of books. So I told myself like, hey, I need to start reading again. Mm-hmm. And ever since then, I started reading. I haven't really stopped. So, and I haven't even wrote another screenplay after that. Or it's been a while since I wrote a screenplay. I kind of move. I totally move my whole thing to to books. Okay. But I can still write me a screenplay though. Okay. So when did you when did you really get into reading like that? I like really that? seriously. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I was a kid, mm-hmm. uh, my auntie was a teacher, and um, her and my mom they bought me like some Elmo toys and stuff, mm-hmm. and taught me how to read. And growing up. Like first grade, all that I was always top of the class in reading. I got my my handwriting is horrible though, but I can <laughs> like the for the rest the rest of it is cool. Um, and uh, what else? Uh, something else. Oh, book fairs. We used to have those book fairs all the time yeah. at school. So I was I spent so much money at the book fairs, uh, and I found peace in it. Really? So, yeah. Okay. So I just well, I figure if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah. If it's not hurting me, don't put walk with it. Down. Um. What have you what have you noticed in comparison maybe with other people um in school or that you work with? Oh, niggas don't read. <laughs> like literally, like if I was to if I was to pull out so at one point in time I used to really like always have a book with me. I always have a book with me, but I used to always be interacting with that book. So I'd be around a group. I'd be at a party. We'd be at the club. Mm-hmm. And I'd be bored with the club, and I'd say, man, let me go read this book, because this club ain't shaking. And i pull my book out, and you'll hear six girls, oh, niggas don't read. What you doing with that book? Ah! 
like, I just want to read my book. Like, just leave me alone. So it's a, it's a lost art, especially in the African-American community. It really is. Um, it's a vital part of the community. It's a vital part of life. Everybody needs to, If you can't read, you can't yeah. educate and update yourself on things. And have you have what have you found that since you read a lot, what does that help you with? It helps me learn people. Helps me learn the rest of the world. Uh, just different things like those. Some of those books you got on your table. Some of them look oddly familiar. Mm-hmm. Uh, they just help you keep yourself grounded, and it helps you. Like I said before, it brought me peace. So it keeps you in your head, but not. It it helps you stay in your head without mm-hmm. wandering off to other places. Okay, that's 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 what's up. I I I I like that. Because, uh, like you said, people people don't read. People don't read the simplest things. Mm-hmm. I mean, even at even at the job that I have, they don't read. Yeah, you know, um, just something as simple as a contract or uh, a lease, or and that could be at a storage facility or apartment that you're renting. Anything people just don't read, yeah. so they don't know what they're getting themselves into. And some people, because they don't read often, their vocabulary is lacking mm-hmm. and their knowledge is lacking. Mm-hmm. I've, I've always, I've always been fascinated at, I don't know, it's just weird. Like I'll be, I'll be reading something and I'll be like, man, I just read all that. Yeah. <laughs> Cause it's like, you, you, you learn more, you yeah. know, you, you increase the knowledge that you have and, and you kind of want to, you, it makes you want to know more as well, at least for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, I just, I, I try to encourage that with people, you know, young, old, whatever, you know, reading can really help you yeah. in a lot of different ways. And I thought that was really cool about you. Um, that that's something that's important to you. Thank you. So tell me about your first book. My first book, my first book, which is thank you for purchasing it, by the way. You've actually bought it a long time ago. Yeah, thank that you. was at that uh, No Cap Monday. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so my first book, which is called Book Zero, uh, it's a short story book uh, just based on different things from my life, different songs I've heard. Just different. It's a, the, the inspiration for that content came from all over the place. Mm-hmm. But... Uh, it's about 86 pages. It's a solid little book. I, uh, it's actually, it's not the first book I wrote. That's mm-hmm. why it's called Book Zero. It's the first okay. book I published. My next book will come out in February. Okay, what's that called? It's called The Hip and Critical Mixtape Book, African American Horror Stories. Okay. So it's uh, it's like Book Zero, but it's like, it's like Book Zero's Big Brother. I'll say it like that. Okay. It's a lot more sex and violence and this stuff. And it's poetry and stuff. And it's a little bit of everything in that one. Okay. The cover, the cover on book zero. Tell me about that. Uh, so I was uh just, I was driving home from somewhere, and um, I live. I'm from River Rouge, the south of Detroit, Ecorse area. And so as I'm driving home from wherever I was coming from, uh, I was on the corner. Uh, no, the guy was on the corner. No, the guy was on the intersection of Fourth Street and Out of Drive. It was just a guy holding a sign, and it said, mm-hmm. um. Sent overrides righteousness in the Negro community. And I was like, wow, that's cool. Let me take a picture of this. This is going to be the cover of the book. And, wow. And it turns out it was just like that. And I found a guy on Instagram. I don't say I found a guy on Instagram. A friend of mine sent me to this guy, and I met him on Instagram. And I I told him my idea for it, and he said, yeah, I got you. And he, he, he produced it for me. Did he do it, like, right away like you liked it, or did you have to, like, tweak it? Uh, no, he, he did. It was perfect. 
Wow. It took it took time because you know good work take time. So I yeah. wasn't I wasn't tripping on the time period. But when he delivered it to me, it was perfect. I didn't mm-hmm. have no complaints. That's what's up. That's what's up. I like that cover though. Thank you. Yeah, I do. Xavier. Yes, ma'am. If you don't mind, how old are you? Um, my birthday is next month. I'll be 26 on October 20th. 26? Yeah, I'm okay. a young girl. But that's great that, you, um, that you're doing the things that you're doing. Now, as far as filmmaking, what are your goals in that? Oh, my God. So, that, uh, that's like, that started off as my biggest goal. So, my, mm-hmm. I can write, see, with my book, the book took off when I... When I wrote the book and released the book, it took off instantly. And so, uh, it's not the same with a movie script. Mm -hmm. So, if I were to write a movie script, you know, everybody around me is going to love it because I wrote it. But that's not going to hold no weight nowhere else. So, long story short, they don't buy scripts from nobodies. And until you get a name, you're a nobody for the most part. So, Mm -hmm. I I figure it would be easier for me to write this book. And start this kind of so book empire to mm-hmm. kind of pull me into the screenwriting world. So I got scripts and stuff on deck, saved, tucked ready. away, yeah, ready. Yeah. But I, I know is as of now they ain't gonna pay no attention to it because I don't have an agent. I can't afford an agent. Uh, yeah, I just don't have no name right now. Well, I I'm getting my name up. There. Right, right. What about screenplays? Because I know it's a. There's several people, you know, around like the city on stage. Of Detroit that yeah. That's honestly the on one of the only things I haven't. A stage play. Yep, I, I never, mean, yeah. I never started or attempted to do a stage play. Mm-hmm. So I'm sure I can, but I never never tried it. Just I'm sure uh, in most stage plays they don't. I don't. I don't, don't want to say they don't fit my style, but I need to find a way to write a stage play that fits my style. So with the films that you have. In waiting mm-hmm. when you when you can present them to somebody, what are they basically about? Uh, just uh, my life at the time, what I was going through. So one of them is about it's called Threesome Chasers. It's about um, it's a, it is about so a group of guys on a college campus and mm-hmm. they have a bet. The bet is whoever has a threesome first wins, and the loser has to do the other one's research paper, and that was a. Uh, <laughs> The really the big inspiration from that was uh my my very first year of college I went to Bowling Green down mm-hmm. in Ohio. Okay. And I failed my English class. Like I completely wow. tanked it. The the grading system went uh pass, almost pass, no pass. I didn't pass not one paper. I wow. and I didn't understand how. Like I was always good and writing. I I felt like the teachers ought to get me. And I really felt like that when, at the end of the semester, she was, like, collecting and looking at all the papers. Like, and I looked at her like, you didn't pass none of my papers. Like, I don't have nothing for you to pass. She looked up like, oh, like, you so busy failing me. You just spent the year failing me. Uh, so I felt, I completely failed that class. So I went to Eastern my next year. I ended up graduating from Eastern. So uh-huh. that's, I ended up going there the next year. And the teacher was a cool white dude named Mr. Woods. He was mm-hmm. a cool old man. You could tell he used to be crazy back in the day. And the very first day of class, he gave us a research paper. He said, this research paper is due at the very on the last day of class. Okay. Do this research paper. But in between, we had other papers. But every day, he would always say, hey, don't wait until the last minute to do this paper. So all of that kind of just bought into that. Like, hmm. 
Did you ever find out why you didn't pass the other class? Uh, I, uh, I was so young at the time. I didn't really think that hard on it. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't want to be like, ooh, the teacher was out to get me. The teacher was out to get me. But it kind of did feel that way because mm-hmm. I don't see how I just didn't pass not one paper. I think I had a one almost pass. I just feel as if that's too, that's too honorary to just not pass nothing. And just look up and then I didn't pass nothing. Yeah. Strange, but... It is what it is. I didn't think do much thinking into it, but I figured that I wrote. I literally wrote a screenplay from that experience. Like okay. I wrote a feature length film from that experience. So uh, hmm. you win some, you lose some. I guess I won and lost that situation. Yeah, you survived. Yeah, I survived. <laughs> How often do you write? How often do I write? I try to write something every single day. Something if it's uh, not something on one of the books I got. I write for the Telegram newspaper. It's in, well, we, it's an e-course now, so that keeps me busy, uh, keep me fresh. I have to write a, just a news article mm-hmm. a week, a couple of weeks. Uh, so, yeah, I say every day. Or I do poetry, too, so I try to pull out my phone and at least put a line or two in here or there. So I keep me, I try to keep myself going. Uh, right. Like, uh, like working out. Right. Stuff like that. Do you attend a lot of open mics? Mm, I do, but I got a night job now, so mm-hmm. I, that's pretty. They pretty much work for me like Sunday through Wednesday, so it was hard for me to get to them like I used to. But at one point in time, I was just going just to watch. I had a, a lot of friends that participated in them, great poets, mm-hmm. and I was just playing, playing the background, just seeing how everything was going. Uh, and like the day you saw me and I went on stage, yeah. if that was a year ago, I would have never went on stage. Really? Yeah, because I was really just, I was comfortable watching everybody do their thing. You like being more in the background? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I, I realized that I got to get out the background and do it. Yeah. So, I know the, the systems now. I just got to do Sometimes them. Sometimes the background is not a bad thing. It's not. Or behind the scenes, so to speak, is not necessarily a bad thing because that's kind of like... um what I like to do more so than actually be out in front. Yeah. Because everything just flipped around for me recently, and I'm like, when did this happen? Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes you just got to go with it. Too. Yeah. Well, depending, I had to I had to jump out the background because the, you, you could you, you end up being in the background forever if you right. want and I just figured, so, and that's the thing was, when I actually released a book, nobody saw it coming. They just okay. thought I was just the guy that was writing newspapers or whatever the case may be. And which was funny was that they didn't see the first book come in. But this is really not the first book. This is the second book. So I've really right. been doing this for a while. Mm-hmm. But y'all too busy. I want to say y'all too busy doing what y'all doing. But I wasn't presenting myself like that. Yeah. So once I actually did release this book, people were like mind blown. Like, I didn't know you had a book. I didn't know you can do this. Like, girl, I, I've been writing and interviewing people for two years. Wow. Why do you think it's just impossible for me to write this book? So tell me about the publishing company that you that your book is through. Okay, so my publishing company. So anytime you self-publish a book, Amazon mm-hmm. is like, is your book. you can publish a book about cotton balls. You're a self-publisher. <laughs> so I took that and made it into my own publishing company. So okay. what Books in the Hood is, is my publishing company. So it started out as a hashtag on Instagram. I was uh, what I realized is that Instagram is like um, a fan club for anything. What a hashtag is a fan club. So I take a picture of my book and I say, "Hey, 
Books in the Hood, hashtag that. Man, mm-hmm. it kind of just snowballed into what it is now. Um, so it's a, this is a publishing company, independent independent publishing company. I actually got hired to ghostwrite a book. That's, really? Yeah, to come out in the next couple years. Wow. Uh, so my goal is for anybody so that wants to publish a book or just even just wants the information, just come talk to me. Okay. Or if if you do want to publish a book, I can publish it for you. I can go through all of that stuff. So I did it so other people won't have to suffer. I don't want to say suffer because it's a tedious process. Yeah. And I did it all by myself for the most part. Wow. And now I got, so I used to be a, sub, a substitute teacher for about three and a half, four years. And now mm-hmm. I got some of my older kids coming up to me, asking me about the process. Wow. So I did what I did. So, so when it's their time, they don't have to start so late. And then when they do start, it's just there for them. Like, it, I don't, I feel as if as older people, it's our job to make it easier for the next ones. Right, right. So what, 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 what would you say is the, the most... The most the the favorite thing you like about the um getting a book out and the least favorite thing. Okay. Uh, hmm. That's the it's a the rush of success. Uh, when everything's said and done, like people were like so like I said, and it was on one side of the spectrum, people were completely blew back by the fact that I wrote a book. Mm-hmm. On the other end of the spectrum, people are completely fucking jumping for joy for me. Okay. Like, oh, we got this famous author in the room, and we got this this big book writer, and I can't wait for you to to do this so we can do this. Mm-hmm. And my homeboy, I, I I gave him no, I bought my my homeboy bought one. He read bits and pieces of it, and his grandma read it. Mm-hmm. He said, "Man, my grandma love that book. My grandma love that book. She she love you. Uh, sign it. My grandma wants you to sign this T shirt for her. Mm-hmm. So it's I like me like a hometown hero because okay. I'm from River Rouge, and there's a few people from River Rouge that are writers and poets, but it's not too many men, and it's not too many people my age that's doing it. Okay. So a yeah. lot of people are like, man, you." You broke history with it. Like, it's not too many people that's doing that. Yeah. Especially, you know, coming from where we from, where you went to school at. So you're doing something that's totally different. Yeah. So I I, I kind of, when I'm down, I kind of do look like, hey, I got people that's just counting on me. Mm-hmm. Or at least people that's, that they watching my show, I guess. So yeah. I got to give them a good episode. And I said the worst part about it is, honestly... Niggas be trying to get free books. And, and niggas get free books and don't read them. Yeah. I think that's the worst part about it is that niggas really just want to be involved. What is the point, involved. though? Like, so you, you hound somebody to hook me up, hook me up, and then you don't even... I think this... That makes no sense. I, I think they, they might just want to be in my business. Or they might just... Want to be able to say they have your book? Yeah, or something like. And trust, I don't mind giving out free books, mm-hmm. but I give out. I'm I'm more so give out free books to kids. So I say kids, but uh, younger folks, so right. they can. And that's another thing. Like the kids at the school were just like, they couldn't believe it. Like mm-hmm. they teacher, I wasn't even like a say substitute teacher, teacher all the same. You know, you wrote a book, and that's my old middle school. So these kids look like me. These kids is from the same place I come from. Right. So there was. I it gives them some inspiration. inspiration, something to look forward yeah, to. Yeah, for sure. I love yeah. that. So, are your book sales going pretty good? Mm, as of now, I haven't been too focused on sales, I, as I should have. 
Uh, but they going. When I first came out, I was I thought I was selling crack. I I thought I was trapping when I first came out. But now it's just here and there. I get them. I'm really just. You can always, I can go to the open mics and set up or table or something or just go to different pop shops, vendor shows or whatever. I haven't did too much of that lately because I've been doing everything else. Mm -hmm. I need to figure out a way to balance everything else so I can keep hitting up the vendor shows and seeing more people. Like Even if I can do one show a week and sell one book a show. Yeah. So that's, it's, it's not much, but it's better than a lot. It's better than nothing. Right. That's what's up. So with the um with okay so with books because you know somebody might be listening to this or it could be me <laughs> that is interested in in uh publishing a book mm-hmm. getting a book out there what what are what are the things that you would give as advice the most important thing shut the fuck up and do it. <laughs> Like, so serious, because a lot of people say, I don't feel as if I'm that special. Like, I'm, and everybody's special in their own way, but I don't feel as if I'm, you know, just Jesus Christ. I'm Xavier, and I sat down, and I wrote a book. Mm-hmm. So, how did I do it? You I sat, sat down, down and, and I did it. <laughs> and a lot of people say, I don't got patience for that. I don't got patience for that. Well, my nigga, you just don't got patience to get the job done then. Right. Uh, something's going to have to give. So you're going to have to cut out a lot of time. You really gonna have to to discipline, discipline yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So and I don't don't tell yourself I don't have patience line because you got patience to do a thousand other things exactly. in this. So yeah. you just gonna have to want it. It's all about if you want to do it. In the beginning or even now, do you do you purposely set a certain amount of time aside to write? I try to, but with it's always something. Like, it's mm-hmm. always something. Like, I told you today I was going to sh- shoot a football game, mm-hmm. which I actually planned to shoot the football game, but the funeral ended up going over. So, okay. it's always something. Uh, I try to at least get an hour or two in every day, mm-hmm. but shit, who the hell knows? <laughs> and sometimes when I do get that hour, I might pull out my phone and start fucking around on my phone or just yeah. do something. It's really all on me. And now I can say the only reason I can tell you to sit down and do it because I am I for my own shoes. Right. Even if it's with one of these newspaper articles, uh, it takes me like an hour to do one. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it takes me an hour to write it, but it takes me a week to get to the office to sit down and do it. Okay. So it's... It's really all about how you prioritize your time. And I can always pull pull up my phone and do something, too. Right. But everything has this. I can't write the same way on my phone as I do on the computer at the office. Right. So it's, it all depends on how you the person feels like doing it. So once you have um, once you've completed a book that you want to put out, do you edit it yourself or do you have someone else edit it? I have a uh, shout-out to my editor, Ann. Uh, so I had, I would finish the book. I would probably comb over it 20 times, mm-hmm. and then I would send it to my editor. I would print it out. We got a whole little process. I print it out. She got her system, the way she marked it up and do everything. Then she gives it back. After she puts her spin on it, I'll read it 20 more times. Then you got to, like, transfer it through a couple apps before mm-hmm. you publish it, before you move it to, like, the finalizing steps. So, uh, yeah, I do. I, yeah, of course I have an editor, but it's all falls on me at the end. So, it's mm-hmm. been times 
where she said, hey, I don't like this. So I instantly cut it out. There's other times when she said, hey, I don't like this. Or I said, you still want yeah, I said, you know what? You just going to have to suffer. <laughs> so it's all about if you do have an editor. First, I suggest everybody gets an editor. Nobody can edit it all by themselves. Mm-hmm. Even after I edited everything, it was still typos. So, and don't beat yourself up about that because they just, they there. And sometimes I think when you close the computer down, the letters be switching around on them. They be having parties by themselves, <laughs> playing around with you. So right. it's all about thoroughness. And actually, I suggest everyone gets an editor. Uh, my editor was really just a friend, coworker of mine that uh-huh. likes to read and help people. Okay. So I said, hey, take 50 bucks and edit my book. She said, okay, okay I got you. So even if it's like that, uh, you don't have to jump. A lot of people think you got to, a lot of people think the more you pay, the better results you get, which isn't necessarily true. Sometimes uh, it's not about the pay. You got to make sure that person has your best interest at heart. Right. So even if I said my editor was just uh, a nerdy black girl that liked to read and that liked helping out people. Okay. And I feel as if I picked the right person because... It's not. She told me like it's not really my style. This particular book, so I kind of took her out her comfort zone to mm-hmm. judge my work. Okay. And not. Well, it's not such a biased opinion. Oh, exactly. Yeah, yeah exactly. Okay. That's what's up. That's what's up. So, as far as your book, where can people get that from? Only from you, or is it available? On Amazon, or you can get them from me. You can catch me, catch me slipping somewhere out here. I keep them on me in my green Incredible Hulk book bag. Uh, you can get them from Amazon, Amazon.com, of course. Uh, if you in River Road slash Ecourse area, Warren got a few of them at his barber shop. You can also get them from Detroit Book City. I, I'm I was inspired by you, you know, thank you, thank again because you. you know you you meet people. And you see what they're doing, and it, and you're like, man, you know, what what am I doing? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and I I think that's great what you have going on, and the things that you're working on, and your goals and whatnot. So I really appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. What do you have for the plan for the future? For the future, so mm, for the future, uh, even like close future, even close future. So February fifth, that's when the next one coming out. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm writing. I got comic book i have there was a script that i wrote in 2013 maybe 12 i was gonna shoot it myself but i just couldn't get every i couldn't get the shit right for it uh, mm-hmm. so i went to MeccaCon. shout out to MeccaCon and miss williams um pretty much the black comic con it's just black comic book creators all over the place mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, I got to turn this into a comic book. So I got, I already got four episodes right now that I wrote. So that's four issues of this comic book. Okay. I just, that's a, that's a whole nother game that I need insight and knowledge to before I just mm-hmm. try to jump into it. But I got a lot of comic book scripts, maybe like four or five different series of comics. Uh, so February, this next short story book is coming out. In the summer of next year, like a poem and a memoir book would be out. And okay. October of next year, the novel will be out. Okay. And hopefully in between then, I can keep, just keep writing uh, some scripts, some more comics, link up with some more writers. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's a, a friend of mine. Uh, he was at MegaCon. His name is Greg Alicia. He's a, 
great great guy, great comic writer. He his books sell out everywhere he goes. Uh, I I asked him what he wanted to collab. He said just link up with him and see. Uh, he said he gets that a lot, and I realized that too. Like knowing just being out even for myself, a lot of people ask me to work. Some follow through, some don't. And I the same way I asked him, he pretty much told me the same thing: just follow up or don't. Right. So right. I'm uh I got the idea in mind of what I want to do, but I gotta just it's all about getting it on paper. Like mm-hmm. you said, it's all up here. You just gotta get it out. Exactly. The sooner I can get it out and run it over with him, you know, we can we can take it from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just just working it right in between. So that those are like my three big bonds I'm dropping. So in between in between in between time, meantime, mm-hmm. it's little stuff I'm I'm working on. Okay. That's what's up. Hey, this is Irene with CBiz Media inviting you to watch us on Comcast 20 in Detroit on Saturdays from 10 to noon. Submit your own videos and be a part of the show as well. Check us out on YouTube at CBiz Media. And if you like more details on being a part of the show, just send me a text at 313-681-1521. That's 313-681-1521 or email me at cbiztv at yahoo.com. Join the show. I do ask a question of everybody that I sit down and talk to. I'm scared. <laughs> you scared? No, I'm ready. <laughs> Shoot. So just in the artist community, period, mm-hmm. um, writing, films, music, whatever, it's, it's a collective. Um, what would you like to see change? Uh, a lot of people, we are good. I'm I'm not gonna sit back in front. I for the most part haven't really if I if I'd been going to open mics and doing this stuff for about two or three years, probably seen two two or three people out of a thousand that was really just shitty. Mm-hmm. So we are all of us are pretty good, but some people think that they're better than others and that they don't need that support and that help from other people. Mm-hmm. Like some people will be like, uh, why would I come over here and do this podcast where she ain't even got no studio? Do you like, know? Do you know somebody? Somebody actually asked me that. Oh, really? Yeah, they. We were. Um, I was talking to them about um, getting together, mm-hmm. and I was like, I can meet you, or you can either, you know, come to me or yeah. whatever. And they was like, you don't have no studio. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, no. And who was this person? I'm not even. Gonna I mean, no, I didn't mean it like that. I didn't mean I, didn't, I wasn't mean to ask for identity, but like, but who are you to exactly to to try to cause yeah, a rank or something like, like that? You know, and it, it's. Some people can get discouraged from mm-hmm. something like yeah. that. You know what I'm saying? It's like um, you you starting out. It's, it's a new thing for mm-hmm. me. And um, I actually like this um, this way the way that I do it because mm-hmm. it's, it's more personal and it's not it's not so formal. And yeah, it's just a conversation that you're having with a person and. Um, you know, as long as the, you ain't crazy, I don't care if you come by my house. Yeah, and, facts. And vice versa. And um, but some people, some people do that. Some people kind of like get that little uppity situation mm-hmm. going on. It's it's like they think they shit don't stink. Yeah, and yeah. all of it does. All of it does. So we all, <coughs> we all, we we all sinking on the same boat. Right. And I think we should all help each other out. I've, yeah. yeah, I said like that. Just help each other out. Uh, with good intentions. Right. Uh, sometimes people be trying to just. It, it, the motives are disguised sometimes. Yeah. So 
come out clear with your motives and just work with the person. Yeah. Like I said, we, and I say this to my homeboys a lot, I I haven't met too many people that's, uh, that's up for real. Mm-hmm. So like I said, we're all in the same position. We're all in the same predicament. There's not too many people I know that's, you know, on a higher tier. Right. So we all doing the same shit. Yeah. So we need to figure out a way to make have some maybe some some higher people can see it. Maybe take one person and push that person up. Yeah. And yeah. that person can pull the rope. But what that situation goes is nobody, nobody, nobody either wants to be like, hey, okay, here you can take it. They don't want to play that background, right. or they feel as if they either too good to play the background or that person up there isn't good enough to play in the spotlight. Right. So I think people just need to balance their egos out and just have some fucking fun. Sometimes it's not that serious. We already going through enough, enough in the world. Yeah, that's true. The next day ain't guaranteed. Nothing's guaranteed to nobody nowhere. Right. So we just need to just have some fun and do our fucking jobs. Yeah. I was looking at your, um, is, is it your blog? Uh, yeah, so that's hip, hip and critical. Yeah. So that what hip and critical is that's actually is a that's a media company. It's a media website. Okay. Me and my boy Jay Covington, he live. He's from Southwest Detroit, but he lives in Kentucky with his wife right now. Oh, okay. He uh one day he hit my line and said, "Bro, let's let's do this." So um so he got the LOC. So that we it's a LOC. We both own the LOC. I forget about it sometimes. Yeah. Uh, so me and him. No, we we work on that. He 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 gets a chance to work on it more, but so we both fell off. We, we all just got stuff to do. But it's a it's a website. It's a website slash media network. Okay. So on there, I got a couple essays that I done wrote, a couple album reviews from artists, local artists. Yeah, I saw your um the the write up on Nipsey Hustle's death. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I took pr- I took pride. Thank you, thank yeah. you. That that kind of hit me overnight. Yeah. Uh, I, 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 I was in a real bad writer's block when that happened. Really? Yup. And then Nipsey Hussle died, and then I was just like, I woke up in the middle of the night, turned my computer on, and just wrote that up. Wow. So the, so that's pretty much like, uh, that's when I'm being a dirty reporter. I said, like, not a dirty reporter, but I can't be as, I can be dirty there. I can't be, when I'm at the newspaper, I gotta be a clean reporter all the right. time. <laughs> so I can't say certain things or do certain things. Yeah, but the, there you can be more free. Mm-hmm. I can yeah. write without. I can write about whatever the hell I want to. Right. And with with Mike got my writing, his podcast, a couple episodes of different things. It's just a uh, our goal is just keep it jam packed with content. What's the podcast? The po- his podcast is uh, what it is, what it ain't. I think mm-hmm. it's just it's him and his wife show. They call it together. Uh, just talk about he's a he's a he's a political junkie. Okay. Uh, we both into politics, but he takes it a lot more deeper than I do. So okay. he can he he can politic you into the ground. So it's just <laughs> him and his wife talking about politics and certain things. Okay. And I actually do have I don't, don't want to say I have a podcast. I'm working on one. Okay. Uh, it's called Life's a Beautiful Thing. I might spin it into a a sketch comedy type thing. I want to do a lot of stuff with it, but really? it's just time and yeah. yeah. Everything takes so much time and just it's just a time. Yeah, time is time is something. And it don't wait for nobody. Nah, either. nobody. <laughs> yeah, that's what's up. So in in the podcast that, that he has is um it's on all podcasts. Uh, so SoundCloud to my knowledge, I know it's on SoundCloud for okay. sure. Okay. Uh, you can, if you're really just looking for it, you can follow him on Facebook, Jay Covington. Mm-hmm. 
uh, you can just go straight to the website, hypocritical.com. And actually, speaking of, Jay, he is perking. He said he was getting a certificate for drafting and design. Mm -hmm. So, right now, he's actually in the process of building us a new website from scratch. Oh, wow. Like, that one is on a Tumblr blog. We probably pay, like, 40 bucks every two years or something like that for it. But now, since he got that resource, uh, like, his own backyard, homegrown resources. Okay. Make us a website. That's what's up. Well, it has been great talking to you. Oh, thank you, thank and, you. And um, keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Keep inspiring the younger folks because they need help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I mean, some of them, some of them are doing great, but I every day I see just right in my face. Yeah, people just no, no, um, no direction. They just willy nilly out here not doing shit. You yeah, know? and it's just like, man, what's going on? I've been in those shoes before, so yeah, they uh, but it's all about the they gonna have to want to do it. Yeah. So let's just let's hope they want to do it sooner than later. Right. Right. Okay. Well, thank you. Thank you. All right. All right. And what is your contact information right. for like social media and all that good stuff? So uh, Facebook just Xavier Jones X X A V I E R Jones. Um. Instagram, Xavier underscore one five one. That's my personal page. Uh my publishing page, which I haven't used in a while, uh, is Books in the Hood X. Okay. So uh that's my social media. I don't do too much social media because it kinda I hate all the notifications popping up on my phone. <laughs> it bothers me. Yeah. So uh I, I'm on it when I'm on it. I'm mm-hmm. I'm about to really take a break from social media real soon so I can yeah. finish up a lot of this stuff. What's up, Detroit? So I truly enjoy sitting and talking with Xavier Jones. He's very intelligent, going places, got some good things to come. So pay attention to that. Uh, Pay attention to this coming February. He's supposed to be releasing another book. And you know how we do. Catch me out vibing.